And we'll read something from Gibran, The Awakened Soul. To be modest in speaking truth is hypocrisy. Wisdom is not in words. Wisdom is meaning within words. When God threw me a pebble, when God threw me a pebble into this wondrous lake, I disturbed its surface with countless circles. But when I reached the depth, I became very still. Okay. Well, we've got a few things to share, and then we'll go on into the rest of the evening. We're going to do a great ILM experiment. We're going to practice what we preach. <laughs> yeah. Change, change, and more change. Um, starting on Easter Sunday, we'll be meeting on Sunday mornings from 10.30 to 12.30. And wow, that was in the mo moment. Yep, that's what they just said. <laughs> 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 so... Uh, we'll go ahead and begin that, and we'll do that for three months to see just how that works for everybody, and uh, check it out with everybody as we go along and get towards the end of that. And that'll give all of us a chance to experience it and just see how it all flows for everybody. So again, we'll be mailing things out to let everybody know in the Austin community that uh, starting on Easter Sunday, we'll be doing it from 10.30 to 12.30. I just got to remember it's 10.30 to 12.30 now because <laughs> I had a program in my mind totally different. So that's that part of the change. And it's a good action, I think. It'll be uh, uh, very refreshing, I think, to, to do it different during, during the morning hours. And I, I, it's funny, as I get a little older, I can begin to see by the time I've done all my Tuesday activities of the day, uh, the evenings are just a little bit more of a challenge sometimes to enter into. And then by the time we get home, uh, we're just in a very different place. So I think it'll be nice to, to change it to Sundays now and to take care of ourselves all a little bit differently and not deal with uh, Tuesday night traffic and <laughs> all yeah. of that quite so much. It's been an interesting process because, as you all know, we've been sharing with what's been going on, and it really is still in process. We really do mean we're going to experiment with this and try it out to see how it flows. And it's been interesting because as we've been moving on that because it has come forward to move in that direction. But in the process, there's, there is a process we go through in the midst of change. And one thing to always do, and this, this, I love what we're at, how this is actually unfolding because as we're doing this, if anything to me, I realized this morning in my meditation when I was looking at this that this is a wonderful process or demonstration of how we can begin to look at things in our own lives and how what we do and how we handle things in our own personal lives. And I, I realize that we're doing this as a group because believe me, we've heard all kinds of pros and cons for all types of hours of Sunday or not doing Sunday at all and keeping it as it is or whatever. We've heard all kinds of things now and it's, it's all been very valuable. And it's just, you know, it's been both joyful and also stressful because all the concerns, in a sense, are, are very valid for each one that's been voiced. And it's just really, we're responding to that flow as it's been coming forward. And so we're just moving with it in, in grace and ease and just in the flow, 
So, you know, just allow the process to be whatever it is. There's, there's nothing wrong. There's no against this. There's no good or bad to any of it. It's just an experiment to see how this unfolds, to see what our group experience is, but also what makes up the group is our own individual experiences. So just honor your process and pay attention and watch to see what unfolds inside of you as we do this as a group. And it may be very interesting. And the, the thing that I know inside of me, that as we make changes in our lives such as this, it does begin to shift things around. And it's in that shift that doors can open to allow greater things to unfold within us and around us. So there's a part of me that's curious to see what's going to really all unfold in this process as we move on taking a physical action and changing the times we do these get-togethers like this. And to me, it would be interesting to hear even little things that might unfold in your own individual lives as we move in this way, good and bad, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I don't look at it that way anymore, but sometimes if we use those words to describe the experiences, that's just fine. So let it be an interesting and hopefully fun, but sometimes maybe not so fun, a journey in an experiment. And the word experiment is always the word experience right in there. And so I'm kind of looking forward to see what unfolds. And truly, if we do find after this kind of trial period of three months that it really does line up better to, to go back and keep it at Tuesday nights, we'll do it. We'll just move with whatever unfolds. This to me is just a door opener and it's up to us to really take the steps forward through our actions inwardly and outwardly and then in that we'll just see what unfolds. And to me that's kind of the adventure and the joy and the journey of life. So I'm just kind of curious and also kind of excited to see how this all unfolds. But again, it's not till the middle of April um, so it's you know a good my gosh, almost two months away. So we're still doing Tuesday nights for the next seven weeks or so, whatever it is, and we'll let you know the exact dates, and again, we'll put things out in the mail as well as announce it for several weeks. We'll probably announce it every week until we get to that Sunday, just so everybody really knows. Okay. It was interesting, I came up with 10.30 because I was in meditation, it was this beautiful tree off in the distance, and I started going towards it. And off to one side was this mother sitting down, or laying, sitting on the ground, like in a picnic uh, setting, and uh, holding the child. And the child had a teddy bear and was holding it. And uh, and I came up, and uh, as I as I walked up to it, the little child said, "10:30," and I went, "10:30." I thought that was a very strange thing for a little kid to say. And uh, the mother looked at me and she said, yes, he knows the time. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And then uh, she said, no, she knows the time to start. And I wasn't getting it at first because I had no reference in my mind as we were talking about Sunday. And, um, and then we got up and we started walking towards this building and all these people were coming into it. And I saw Brian go into the building, and um, as, as we were walking up, everybody started greeting us and everything. And as we went entered the doors, he said, the baby said, 12.30. And I went, 12.30? 
And then it dawned on me, 10.30 to 12.30. So then I went inside further in, in a clear light and checked it out. And so that's what we're going to be doing for a while. And I think it'll be a fun time to uh, just see something different. I've done this for so many years, since I was 18 years old. <laughs> on Tuesday nights, I guess it's time at 56. I'll be almost 57. It'll be nice to do something different. <laughs> After 30 years, it'll be time for a change. <laughs> so. 30 years? 30, 40? Oh. You're only 48, huh? Let me believe what I would have believed. <laughs> 30 works for me. 40, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. I'm getting close. He's to only 56. Yeah. Going on 57. Yeah. So, would you like to start? Okay. <clears throat> One of the things that showed up for me this morning was about the inner calling. And as I was looking at the inner calling within me and what that really means, it brought me back to remembering when I began the process of my own spiritual awakening back in December of 1988. And what I call the inner calling is really that call from God that begins to pull at us, to tug at us. And that call is a call for the soul to return home back to God. And I remember back in December of 1988 when I was just finishing up with college and I just had a couple a few more months to go just a couple classes I was just going part-time just finishing up and I remember I was really into um, bodybuilding at the time and just finishing doing my schoolwork and all during the week and realizing my gosh I'm coming up to graduation in a few months and I really don't even know what am I really going to do once I'm done with school because up to that point I was just my life was just always been going to school and, you know, so there's that process inside of me of wondering, what am I going to do in the world when I graduate? And that started probably back in October or November of 1988. And I think that might have begun stirring the waters. But I remember distinctly in December, something inside of me shifted. I literally had an experience of a change within. And I did not have a clue what that was. All I know is that something inside of me really changed. I changed. I lost my interest in bodybuilding. I knew I was going to be done with school, so the interest of even college was just completing itself. I really changed. I just, something inside of me shifted. I didn't try to make the change. That's the interesting thing. I did nothing to create the change within me consciously. All I know is that something inside of me changed. And now as I look back, that change or that shift within me, I know was the beginning of that calling home. It was now time for me to begin the journey, the return. And the neat thing is, I started off in a way of not knowing what the change was, but it did occur. And then it was an adventure for me. It was a journey that I began to search for what was this that has changed in me? Why did this take place? How could this be? When I was so into my life, what I was doing at the time, how could this change, just independent of anything? And that calling, that change, began me searching, searching out in the world, 
because I didn't know to look within. I only knew to look to books, to look to people, to find the answers in the world. And so that's where I began. Not judging it, not making it wrong, because I didn't even know about those principles about judgment and forgiveness and all that. I wasn't at all, if you say, educated in the spirits or in religion. I just know something changed, and I began looking to discover what was this. I knew it was inside of me. I knew it was me that changed. But what was this that changed in me? And so I did. I began looking, going to bookstores, reading different books, talking to different people, going to different groups, everything from the traditional churches to the very new age, to the yogas, to the whatevers. I went and visited all types of gatherings from very way out there, psychic types of things, to very spiritual, to very maybe not spiritual, if you want to call them that. And it was very interesting because as I kept searching, every single place I went to, every book I read, every person I talked to, I learned something. I got something of value out of every one of those experiences. But everywhere I went, there wasn't the experience of the fullness. I could feel inside of me, this was a part of what I was looking for, but I could tell that it was only a part and not the fullness of what I was looking for. And it was that inner sense, that inner feeling, that kept me searching, that kept me looking to keep walking the journey, to keep moving forward until I could experience whatever this fullness was that I was looking for, because I didn't even know what it was. I just knew I didn't feel full. That's all I knew. So I kept looking. I kept searching. And each little piece kind of made the pie more complete, little by little, until one day, actually quickly for me, it only took a few months, that all of a sudden I stepped into a group, and in that group I experienced the fullness that I was looking for, and I knew it. It was that fullness that some people call coming home, feeling like you've come home. This is it. This is the place. This is the time. I know it inside of me. There's nothing physically to demonstrate it. It's totally an inner knowing, an inner fullness. And that's all I paid attention to as I went through experience after experience. Something inside of me knew it. I knew what that was. And then I began to realize that was part of the change inside of me, of the inner awakening, to truly know, well, what is this inner calling? Because it was through only paying attention to what I experienced inside of myself that I knew that I knew. I knew the difference. When other people said things that I knew were not true for me because I didn't experience the fullness, I didn't believe them necessarily. I listened to them. Like I said, I gained value in every experience because I knew there was elements of the truth within what they were sharing with me, but I knew there wasn't the fullness of the truth. And I've paid attention to that from the very beginning of my walk as that change began for me. And so that's something I look back to that keeps me going to this day, that in every day, in every experience, I continue to look for that experience of the greater fullness. And I know not to stop until in every moment I experience that fullness. And whenever I don't experience that fullness, believe me, I'm always looking inside of me for that fullness. But the difference is 
now I know truly it's within me and not outside of me in the world around me. But what I do know and where I gain great value is that in this outer world, this land of reflection, that in that reflection I can begin to tap into by having that greatness, that fullness reflected to me to begin to stir it awake within me. And that's why I've always paid attention to the outer, but not giving it power, keeping that power within me and paying attention to what is my experience regardless of what anybody else out here says. And the wonderful thing is, as I keep paying attention to that as I did in the very beginning, that it keeps leading me to yet greater expansion of the fullness. I know the fullness, but now there's just an expansion of the fullness. And so the journey continues, always stepping forward, the next day, the next experience, the next moment, the next breath, always looking for that greater experience, that greater expansion of the fullness within me. And the nice thing is now, I know that it's totally within me to move into the fullness, that it is up to me within to create the space, to do the inner work, to do what it takes so that I, within myself, experience that fullness. You know, another name for that fullness is wholeness. Holy Spirit, the whole spirit within. And it's really interesting now that as I continue this journey from day to day, as I walk through this world, that even as I talk to people around me throughout the day, and especially during the sessions that I do individually with people to assist them in the coming into the knowing of that within themselves, all I do is pay attention to what is my experience within me in that moment as I'm talking and listening and sharing with that individual that I'm present with in that moment. Because in that oneness, in the wholeness within me, I'm aware of it, and I'm also aware with whoever I'm with, if they're experiencing that wholeness or if they're only experiencing a part of the wholeness. And that's all I look to, is that dynamic within me. And as I pay attention to that, I always know where to go for the wholeness, and that's inside. That's inside to that greater truth. I know where that is. I know how to get there. And all I do is keep going there within me. And the more that I expand and experience that oneness, the more that I just share that oneness. And I know that it's really, as I live that within me, that it assists others to touch into that oneness within themselves, regardless of even the words that are spoken. Just as a quote Jim just read from Khalil Gibran, I don't even remember what it was, but I know he said something about what I'm talking about now. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into my I just started to go into my mind to look, try to remember. And as I did, I dropped, because right now I'm feeling the fullness. And as I started to go down into my mind, I felt myself dropping out of the fullness. I go, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to try to remember. I much prefer staying in that greater fullness. And so I guess keep choosing that, just like now. I keep choosing the fullness. And that's how simple this pathway really is, is to keep choosing the fullness, the wholeness, the Holy Spirit within. But it begins with a piece, and then another piece, and then another piece. And as those pieces come together, is how we step into the fullness. So look at your life as a journey. It really is. And it can be fun. And it can be challenging. And it is all of that. But don't look to the challenge. Don't even look to the fun. 
look to the Spirit. Look to your experience of the loving, whether it comes in pieces or whether it comes in the fullness. That's all you need to look to. Because as you do, it will begin to grow in you. And as it grows within you, you will come into the greater knowing through your experience of what that is, such as I know what that is inside of me through my experience. You also know what that is. You may not be aware of it at the moment, and you may very well be. But just pay attention. And as you pay attention, you will awaken and become more and more aware until you are living it in a greater and a fuller way than what you ever have before. And it's step by step. Don't expect it all at once. But do have the intention of experiencing all of it at once. Because eventually you will. You will. It's a matter of what you do, what you choose. And as you choose, you become. And so this fullness, this wholeness that I'm speaking of is what I've come to know as the inner calling. That inner experience of that loving, that Holy Spirit, is the calling as it begins to stir within you. However, it has stirred within you because it has. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be here right now. All you have to do is look within you to see what was the beginning of that inner calling for you. What was your experience? And what have been your experiences as you've continued to walk this path, to walk this journey? Because it's all those little pieces that strung together, they make the fullness. So simply look to your own experience. Pay attention, because in all of those experiences is the clue, the clue of the hue. Just had to do that little joke. Every single one of those experiences, there is the clue. And that clue is always the next step into the mystery of the divine. It seems like a mystery to solve, but the solving of this mystery is one of experience, of experiencing that greater fullness. In each step you take, another clue is given. And as you take that clue, that is another part of an awakening, another enlightenment, another experience within. And in that experience, the next clue is given, the next leg of the journey to step forward, to move towards. And as you move towards that, it is through that experience, through that movement, that you continue to solve the mystery. And truly, though, there is no mystery. There's only oneness. There's only God. But until you have the fullness of that experience, it will remain a mystery. Who likes a good mystery in here? I know no greater mystery to try to solve. So look at this as a fun journey, a fun mystery to solve. Just know that the map, the treasure map, is within you. And the treasure, by following that map within, you'll discover the gold that is the treasure. Even in the word gold, you take out the L and you have God. That's truly the inner alchemy, that which has been talked about of turning lead to gold. It truly is. 
that mystery that they've been trying to solve. They don't understand, those of the world, that that is a parable of turning the lead, which is symbolic of being in the world, and transmuting that into gold, which is now transmuting the consciousness into God. That's what that is about. To begin the alchemy, begin the transmutation and the transformation of transforming your consciousness. And the wonderful thing is the secret ingredient that does the alchemy, the transmutation, is simply loving. Just loving. That's all there is. Do the loving and the transformation takes place automatically. Just as in the meditation I shared tonight, even though I talked about acceptance and forgiveness, those are simply keys to open the doors into the loving. There really is only the loving. There's different expressions of that loving, but those different expressions lead you back into the loving. So let that be the answer. Let that be the goal. Let that be the inner calling, the voice, the sound, the light, the feeling, the inner experience, however it is you experience it, however you perceive it. You do know what it is, but you've got to trust yourself. You've got to do the inner search. And as you do that search, it will be revealed. It will awaken. That's all we have to do. If we don't do the search, we don't find what we're looking for. And then there is that part of how we approach the search. Do we approach it as a have to, as a burden? Or do we approach it with joy and enthusiasm, with curiosity and discovery? Is it the big adventure? Pee-wee's big adventure, returning home. My experience is it is the big adventure. If you find yourself looking at this where it feels like it becomes a burden or a challenge, just know that that's truly not the path of spirit. If you find yourself being challenged or burdened, just know that that's not the spirit. Even if you believe it, even if you think, that this is a challenging and a burdensome path, think again. That's the illusion. That's what the mind would love to have you believe. Because if you buy into that, and if you believe that, it wins. It keeps you here. It keeps the soul entrapped in these physical, psychic, material worlds. So just know if that experience, if that's what you're going through, let it be okay, because that's part of the journey, is to experience all these things. Just know that's not the truth. The truth is loving. The truth is acceptance. The truth is freedom. It is freedom from burdens, freedom from challenges, freedom from struggling, freedom from distractions and disturbances. That's the spirit. The spirit is not disturbance. So pay attention. Don't kid yourself. But you will. That's part of the process. But that's also how we learn. So in what I'm sharing now, there's a, there's a tone of seriousness, 
But at the same time, don't let it be serious. Because if you let it become serious, it does become the burden. But in that burden, there is that yoke that is easy. As Jesus said, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. The burden truly is light. And in light, there is no weight. Pay attention. Those parables, those sayings that have been passed down by the saints, through the teachers, the mystics, through the ages, if you really read into them, the greater truth that is there will begin to awaken. And you'll know this is a simple path. This is an easy path. If it is not that, that is not the spirit. Those things that we experience as burdens, as disturbances or distractions, are simply our own creations, our own processes, our own experiences to learn from. That doesn't make them wrong or bad. So stop judging them. Stop judging yourself and your process. Begin to love your process. Begin to accept whatever your process is. If your process is a challenge and a burden, accept it. Okay, so my process is heavy. My burden is heavy right now. Begin to accept that. Don't make it wrong. Don't judge it. Don't think it's bad. Why me? Why me? Begin to look at it through the eyes of loving. And as you look through the eyes of loving, that loving will lighten the burden, will lighten the load. That's what spirit does. Spirit lightens things up. Spirit lifts things up. Spirit lifts the soul so that it may be freed, be released from those burdens, those disturbances. But we only get what we focus on. So if you focus on the burden, even if you're trying to get rid of the burden by focusing on it, you're still going to get the burden. Focus on the spirit. Focus on the lightness. Focus on the loving. And that's what you'll get. And the more of that that you get, the burdens, the disturbances, the challenges, automatically just begin to drop away. They really do. It is an amazing, simple process of how things just drop away simply because all we do is keep choosing the loving, choosing the lightness. Step by step, the same choice over and over. Every experience, every challenge that shows up, make the same choice. Choose God. Choose loving. Because every time you choose that, you get freer. Your life becomes easier. The distractions drop away. The challenges drop away. And then you really begin to move into the true grace the true giving, the true receiving. And you really experience that freedom and joy that comes with really living that divine within. So seek to live. Search to live. Just know that the living is the loving. It is not an outer search, but we will look in the world as we look within. And allow your process in the world as you search to the world to be part of the adventure, to look at it as a joyful adventure that through each experience, you're getting your greater freedom. You're getting another clue. You're getting that much closer to coming home and experiencing that oneness with God within. It is a joyful journey. So approach it joyfully. Approach it joyfully. Approach it with enthusiasm. Approach it with loving. And it will be that. But that's where it's your work. That's your responsibility. That's your job. 
is how you approach your life, how you approach this journey. So make no mistake about it. If your life is challenging, simply look to yourself and change your approach. It's in the change of your approach that your life will begin to change, where you can begin to experience more of what you really want, what you are really seeking. And right now I'm seeking for what's next. And I guess it's over to Jim is what's next. <laughs> so thank you. Yesterday I was going through a process of my own, evaluating some things within myself as to what was important in my life and what have I made important in my life. And as I began to look at these different things in my life that I have made important and made the most powerful actions in my life right now, I found that a few of them were very dynamic and truly leading me back into the heart of God, and others were really getting in the way. They were stopping the flow. They were calling to me to constantly hold my attention on them first. And once I got those resolved, then I could begin to think about other things, even God if I wanted to. And so I began to go through my office, go through different places in the house, and just eliminate a lot of the things that I have found for myself to be distractions, even though at the time I put them there to look at, to get done, they were important to me. And up until yesterday, they seemed important to me. But as I began to look at my meditation to see what was truly between me and the Lord, I began to really feel within my home things that were there, that were the distractions, that were the disturbances, that were the things that were calling to me, very loudly some of them, and distracting me from the truth of my commitment and my relationship with God. And so as I walked up to each one of them and began to move them on my desk and move them in the house and really just look and feel about them, I began to realize how much I put value on certain things in the world, certain things about my actions in the world. And I began to just collect these items together, not in a, in a way of anger, frustration, uh, or whatever, in the way of judgment, but rather to look at them in honor, to look at them and honor them and, and to really place a, a gratitude for them being in my life and for me to have this opportunity to look at them in a different way. And so as I was going through this, all of a sudden I was at my desk and I'm going through all these papers and I'm moving things around, deciding what's important and what am I never going to get done and what have I made important that really doesn't need to be handled or what could I turn over to somebody else which actually was nothing. It was just my illusion of importance that needed to be uh, placed on my desk. As I was sitting there going through all this, this, this paper and kind of arranging things and deciphering what was important to keep and to focus on and what was really getting in the way of my relationship with God, I could feel something. And I'm not really so much a feeler as I am visual in my nature 
of perception. So uh, this was not foreign to me, but at the same time, it was a distraction to me because I was looking at the things that I had written down, that I had placed on my desk, and these were very visual to me. These were things I could hold but look at and see and make a decision on. But at the same time, there was this other feeling, and it was a strong disturbance. And finally, I just closed my eyes. I set everything down. I let go of everything, and I just began to go inside. And as I went inside, I could begin to feel this feeling just coming up more and more inside of me from deep inside my solar plexus and my stomach. And as it rose and rose and rose, I began to see all this energy having to do with commitment, commitment that I have made into the world about fulfilling certain things in the world. And as these feelings began to grow and come up to the surface, I began to move into that action that we often talk about of loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. And I began to just accept this energy as it is. And it rose and rose, and it was like a bubbling pot of water in a heavy boil. It was just churning, churning, churning away. And as I began to move into acceptance with it, it began to calm down, but it was still simmering pretty heavily and stirring within me. And so I looked at it, and I, I began to focus my loving into it. And as it did, it began to be quieter and quieter. But then, in the quiet of this disturbance, I could begin to see all the elements that were, in a sense, causing the fire, causing the heat, causing the disturbance to boil. And as I looked down deep inside, into this disturbance inside of me, I saw one thing. And that was how I often look outside myself for confirmation, for affirmation, for acceptance. And this really bothered me. When I saw it, I thought, oh my God, I thought I have moved so far beyond that. And as I was looking at this and I was going into disturbance, it began to boil again. And it began to move into a heavy roar of a boil. And I realized that I wasn't going to get anywhere if I just kept focusing my disturbance and on the disturbance and living the disturbance. So I began to go into the loving and just loved it, loved it, loved it until it began to quiet down once again. And then I just plunged right into the very center of the disturbance. And that's really a key in all of our lives is to go to the very center of the disturbance. And that's something I haven't always done in my childhood, in my teens, in my 20s, even today, if I can, I will avoid something rather than go into the disturbance. And I am finding more and more that if I truly want to live a life that is aligned to peace, to joy, to grace, to God, that anything that is in the way between me and the Lord, I have to enter into it. I have to handle it in a loving way but I have to enter into it. I can't avoid it. And as I went deeper and deeper into this, I began to go down this tunnel. It was almost like a hallway, but it was a tunnel. And there were all these windows along the side of it. And I was going floor by floor by floor, down, 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 
through all this element of disturbance. And in my mind, I was going, have I really got all this still stored inside of me as disturbance, as things that are separating me from the Lord? And that began to disturb me. And as I began to focus in my mind and in those thoughts, I stopped moving. And I just stagnated at that point. And as I did that, I realized I do that in my life too. I will get caught up in something of the mind or in something in the emotions, and I will just run it and focus on it and live in it and dwell upon it and let it run, run, run me. And it stagnates me in my life. I don't keep moving forward. And as I floated there, I can't say I was sitting there or standing there, as I floated there in this energetic hallway going down into this area of disturbance inside of myself, I realized that oftentimes in my life I have done this to myself. I have come to a standstill, not wanting to go into the disturbance and letting my mind just constantly play about the disturbance. I will stagnate and go nowhere. And as I floated there for a moment, all of a sudden I realized that that which is the present moment where God dwells had moved way, way, way out beyond me. And all of a sudden I realized I was living in the past. Now I'm not just in a tunnel going down and now stagnated in the tunnel. I am now somehow moved into the past of things and God has gone on. God didn't leave me behind. I have just not moved with God's presence, with God's loving, and stayed present in the present moment. And so as that was going on, I began to get more disturbed because as I became aware that I was stagnant and I was also fading into the past, so to speak, because God was going forward, I was getting upset because God was leaving me behind. And I'm calling out, I'm going, God, wait, wait, come back, get me, come on, claim me, bring me forward, whatever you have to do, I don't want to stay here. And I'm getting more upset, and then the rumble starts again, the boil of all the disturbance. And so I have to begin, once again, to just love it, love it, love it, accept it just as it is. And as it did, it began to come to a quiet, and then I heard a voice coming from way, way off in the distance, way out there where God was moving forward in the present moment. And God said, I have to do nothing. All you have to do is come to me. Let go of what you're holding on to and come present and stop living in the past. So I realized I don't have to do all this. I don't have to go into the disturbance. I don't have to move through all this. I don't have to be aware of what all these layers and levels are inside of me and try to figure it out and try to answer and calm down this disturbance and get it quiet. No, no, stop boiling. Get quiet. Love you, love you, forgive you, accept you. All I have to do is love God. So in that moment, I just started focusing my loving on God once again. And instantly, I mean instantly, I was there in the present moment with God. And whatever that disturbance was, 
that first started this whole journey through this tunnel and through all of that that I was experiencing just dissolved. It was gone. Now, there was a part of me called my mind that goes, yeah, but it's back there. It's waiting for you. Let me show you where it's at. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> And I began a different part of the journey. And that was staying present in the moment with God. Staying present in the moment with the loving. And not letting my mind bring me back into my past. Bring me back into my disturbance. Bring me back into stagnation. And I realized something very profound. It's very challenging to stay present in the moment. When we're living in this world. This world does not know the present moment. This world knows the past and the future. And the consciousness that dwells in this level of creation, the body, the emotions, the mind, they live dwelling on the past and upon the future. And that is not who we are. We as soul are ever in the present moment as soul. And I realized in that moment as I saw that, that for many people, their soul is still so caught up in a downward and outward focus and lives so much caught in the elements of this creation, the physical, the emotional, and the mental selves at this level, that they have forgotten who they are as divine, as soul, as spirit as an expression of God's loving. 